0: Welcome to While Doing Laundry, a podcast for parents with mountains of laundry and a heart for change. I'm your host, Emily Edwards, and I'll be your guide on this weekly ethical exploration of parenthood. I'm a nurse, a mom, and a fierce advocate for choice. When I became a parent, I quickly realized I had overestimated how much I knew about anything that actually mattered and underestimated the sheer volume of laundry I would have to deal with. So if you're anything like me, I'm ready to challenge those old beliefs, learn new ways to view the world, and finally feel like you're embracing the massive, messy transformation that is parenthood, don't go anywhere. Grab your laundry basket and some earbuds, and let's get started listening to this week's episode. And welcome back to Well Doing Laundry, the podcast where we dive into ethical conversations around parenthood. How we got here and where we are going on that journey. This week, we are specifically going to dive into the topic of birth trauma and taking a look at what birth trauma is on a very surface level because it is a trendy word that is starting to emerge amongst other maternal mental health spaces and in light of a new perinatal mental health bills going forward here in Canada, um, we are going to jump into just the basics so you can start to understand how birth trauma really does impact a lot more than just that one day, but we can't start that conversation if we don't have a solid understanding of what it is in its most basic form. So, of course, as everything else in life, there is an official formal definition of what birth trauma is. I've read the formal description so many times. And ironically enough, uh, in preparation for this episode, to be able to read it out loud word for word, when you Google birth trauma definition, what comes up For the majority of searches is the fact of a physical birth trauma, where we are addressing the issues, the physical damage to tissues or organs involved. And as a secondary aside, addressing that these impacts can also be emotional or psychological. However, I really do appreciate the description that the Birth Trauma Association in the UK uses and they address birth trauma as a shorthand phrase for post-traumatic stress disorder after childbirth. We also use it for women who have some symptoms of PTSD, but not enough for a full diagnosis. So this is addressing the fact that childbirth can truly cause post-traumatic stress disorder, but also uh, leave you with other symptoms, more mild versions, or not enough symptoms to classify it as that um, overall diagnosis of PTSD. But when we think of where the post-traumatic stress disorder uh, label in and of itself comes from, is when someone experiences an event, a traumatic event, that makes them feel as if their life or someone else's life around them has been threatened, um, or there is a threat to their dignity or their person. And those are very, very, that's a broad Description, and we can imagine how many places and experiences throughout our life we could have experienced trauma. But in the sense of childbirth, uh, including pregnancy and the postpartum period, there are many, many opportunities for what is normally a stressful yet exciting normal experience in life to turn into one full of traumatic stress and something that will hang on and linger for a long time. The reason why I inwardly don't use the term PTSD uh, in in reference to birth trauma is that I feel that it may leave many people out. I think it is incredibly important that we do use appropriate terms, that we use labels that identify the fact that People suffering post-childbirth with these symptoms are just as legitimate and just as in as much pain as anyone else in any other life circumstance that would give them this experience. We wouldn't, you know, assume someone in a horrific car crash wouldn't carry. Lasting memories and the lasting impact of something so traumatic. Um, So, we cannot excuse that in childbirth. But, in terms of talking to you, reaching out to you, and having you understand what birth trauma is and how it may be impacting your life, I choose to come at it from a different angle. I view birth trauma as an overarching umbrella term. That can capture anything as minute and what seems as insignificant as disappointment or mild frustration in your experience. It could be as simple as a beautiful birth experience, a beautiful birth story with one tiny nagging memory that just doesn't sit well with you. That falls under this umbrella just as much as the Stereotypical, very dramatic, traumatic life or death situation that some people bring with their stories, that some people have shared. These stories carry as much value as do these stories of absolute heartbreak and stereotypical drama and excitement and overwhelm that come with many other birth stories. The point is to get the conversation started and start to openly talk about what that hair experience meant to us. And how is that still showing up for us today? Whether you are a parent of a 10 year old or you are currently in the throes of early newborn days or eagerly anticipating the first birthday of your little one, those memories live and exist in you still. And if you are feeling icky, about any aspect of your birth, there's likely an element of trauma associated with that. I refer to the fact that there's trauma in the transitions. Transitions are plentiful when it comes to our birth experiences, but specifically, this is around the different movement we have through the care system. At each point in our pregnancy, um, as we go from finding out that we are pregnant and searching for the most appropriate care provider to first share this information with, to figuring out who we want to provide our care for an entire nine months and hopefully catch your baby at the end of it, to transitioning perhaps from a trusted care provider to a new care provider when something changes in your pregnancy to the transition from laboring at home, excited and anticipating what's to come, to feeling the abrupt change when you enter the hospital, the lighting, the smells, the noises. That transition changes everything. And for many people, stepping into that environment is is the trauma. Is the piece that they do not want, that they have hoped they could avoid, or they've really just crossed their fingers and toes that it would be that bad? But what happens if we can't avoid that? What if our only care options are people who can care for us in the hospital? What happens when our pregnancy is high risk and we do feel safer in that environment, but yet we don't feel that we are a trusted member of our care team. That's where those traumatic birth experiences happen. Because all of the most critical decisions and expectations that you can set for yourself, they disappear. They get lost. They get trampled in those transitions. And your voice at the end of it is silenced because everything else will take precedent. That is the common thread of birth trauma, is the sensation, the experience of being silenced and ignored as the person who should be championed, as the person who should be at the center of every decision. When you are pushed to the side or when you are just ignored and denied completely, that is where the trauma happens. As pregnant people, we often fear the interventions. We fear the cesarean birth. We fear having to be induced. We fear something bad happening to our unborn child. We find comfort in solutions, in answers, in adding things to our plate, into our experience that should tell us whether or not we're doing the right thing. So we think of monitoring, we think of interventions, again, such as birthing within a hospital and making the assumption that that care environment, the more availability of modern technology, the better. Or perhaps you're on the opposite spectrum and you think by avoiding the actual building by avoiding the hospital and choosing to give birth outside of it with a midwife team, that you're going to be able to protect yourself from birth trauma. That those stories that you fear the most only happen within the confines of a hospital. That's not true either. Because when we think about that big, broad umbrella term of birth trauma that encompasses, again, those big, scary stories, but also the ones of disrespect, disregard, silencing, those can happen within your home. Those forced interventions, invalidation and lack of choice can absolutely happen within your own environment. And unfortunately, you're often left utterly unprepared to know how to navigate that because you went into that experience assuming you would be safe. Birth trauma happens when we no longer feel safe. When the therapeutic relationship between us, you as the person seeking care, and your care provider Is broken. When we damage that therapeutic relationship, we damage all hope for safe, good care. When we enter the healthcare system, we want support, we want guidance, and we want to be led to good outcomes. Just the same as presenting to the ER with a broken ankle, would give us hope that would lead to a treatment plan. There would be diagnostics to figure out what is going on. We would be connected with the appropriate care provider who had the skills to meet our needs. And in all of that, we would expect that our priorities and our values as a human, so if, again, our priorities and values, what do you do as a living? What, as a day-to-day Human, what do you do? Why is this ankle and healing it properly important to you? What do we need to put front and center when it comes to your care? What is your trauma history? What kind of medications are safe? What kind of medications do you feel are appropriate for you to take to heal? While we wait, while we figure out what the best next step is. Who do we need for rehab? After we dive into this complicated ankle surgery to fix you up so you can get back to, you know, you're running and carrying loads of laundry up and down the stairs with, you know, a kid and a Tula on your back and two others asking for your, you know, your hands to reach the goldfish, you need to know going into that how you're going to be cared for. And if that surgeon that has been paired with you truly understands what your needs are, we we expect that and we expect good care afterwards. We expect proper follow up. We expect the connections to referrals such as physiotherapy to help us gain back what we've lost even in some situations that may include connections to a social worker or a therapist or a group counseling setting to help you navigate your new existence, depending on how profound or significant or impactful that injury was or that new diagnosis was. So how how can we do this to new mothers? How can we place them in a in an environment that is traumatizing? How can we continue to provide care for people that leaves them so broken, but then offers nothing to heal them? People come out of this so utterly confused that they literally don't have the words to describe what happened to them because they, again, assume that they should have been cared for And many aspects of their story have been normalized. When you hear sharing of birth stories, there's often, yes, you know, that happened to me too, but it needed to happen because of X, Y, and Z. This podcast episode is about saying, fuck that. Fuck accepting care that is subpar, that is leaving us. The people who are responsible for then going out and raising these little humans, it's leaving us broken. And it's leaving our partners broken. It's digging trenches within families and leaving new parents isolated. Without that vocabulary to describe how awful you feel. These new families are left to figure it out. But trauma doesn't go anywhere. You can't transition into that next phase of life if you don't work through what happened. You cannot bury a traumatic birth experience and expect to move through parenthood with ease, with joy, with absolute ownership, if the day that brought us there, if the experience of pregnancy or early parenthood left us traumatized, there is nothing that can get us through the the next step successfully. We can't go again and move forward and really do the job we want to do If we are ignoring the trauma that got us there. Birth trauma feels like a topic that is so taboo. And it it is. The healthcare system, healthcare providers, educators, they don't want to touch this topic. Because it would mean acknowledging the fact that these Traumatic birth experiences happen at the hands of medical professionals. They happen within spaces that we assume to be safe. They happen within leading institutions across the world. Birth trauma doesn't just happen in isolated situations. One in three birthing people walk away from their birth experience with some amount of birth trauma or with a diagnosis of PTSD. One in three. And that is only the statistics that we have collected and that people have felt safe enough to share. When we broaden that topic up to include disappointment and frustration, When we open that topic up and begin to discuss the behavior of your care staff as contributors to a traumatic experience, those numbers get bigger. People have been forced to swallow their resentment and bury that indignation that they have felt since they entered their birthing space. The unfair treatment that they endured was not perceived or not imagined. It was real. They faced treatment that would not be acceptable in any other social setting. I would even challenge it wouldn't be acceptable in any other healthcare setting except for perinatal care. And what that does to a person who is used to being heard. Whose opinion is typically valued and sought out, it really fucks you up, and it makes you question everything going forward. And then, of course, you're told to smile. You have a newborn baby. You don't want to miss out making miss out on making memories. Damn it! Put on some mascara and force a smile for those newborn pictures. Condense that horrific story you just endured to the version that everyone else feels comfortable with. Because you get tired. You're exhausted of hearing the people you trust and expect to keep you safe. You get so tired of them telling you, just to be happy with your healthy baby. The thing that they don't understand or don't have the skill set to support you with is that the trauma you experienced becoming a new parent is allowed to exist. And you can be a good parent. And you can love your baby. And you can see that everything that has happened, obviously, has happened to bring you here. But That birth experience does not need to define you. You are allowed to give it a voice. You are allowed to name the things that happened to you. And you are allowed to move on. The guilt the resentment, the crushing sense of failure that are still lingering around you, it doesn't have to be. Those things were given to you by so many other people and put on your plate for so many reasons you cannot even wrap your head around. They aren't yours to carry forever. Birth trauma is created by the system, and it happens to us, not because of us. It is okay to be angry. And until next week, please reflect on what this episode meant for you. Have you had the chance to unbury your birth? You deserve it. It no longer needs to hold you back. I'm always here. As always, hit me up on Instagram and ensure that you have liked, subscribed, and rated this podcast because the taboo topic of birth trauma is no longer one we're going to keep quiet about. Let's get this conversation started. Thanks for listening to While Doing Laundry. I hope you're feeling enlightened and your own pile of clothing is a little bit smaller. If you love what you heard, it would mean so much to me if you hit subscribe and left a quick rating and review so more people just like you can explore parenthood while doing laundry.